Last week, though, this is gonna hurt. My intentions are to leave a mark. Make sure you look at my mall while I get my axe over here. Wait a minute. I have an idea. And they actually, like, did some damage to that smaller hexagon that seems to be eating a lot of the damage. Aegisar is essentially at the one end of the arena and everybody's in the other half. Roll of advantage. <laughs> I'm so mad. Roll of advantage. <laughs> I, it was like, I rolled a 20. <laughs> do, I, do I get a roll again? No. I rolled a 20. Nope, nope. nope. So, oh my god. god. Korath, Are you serious? Korath secretly, he he's aware okay. that the good feeling that he gets when he's been fighting is not just yes. like his own battle juices kind yeah. of starting to flow. He That's knows so that like someone <laughs> in the party has been, you know, That's hyping him up. So, okay, so now I want to think as Korath made that first strike, he is like that the he made the strike. So his second attack actually hits. Mm-hmm. As he's like following through with the attack, he's like looking back and he just kind of gives Brimley like he's just like gives him a little like <laughs> gives him a little wink. Just saying like, I know. So I'm going to use the advantage I got. Not the pity advantage. I'm going to use the advantage I got from Owen. To roll your third strike. To roll my third strike. All right. I'm calling that ahead of time. That's, that's something we got to call ahead of time, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Cast in. I'm gonna roll the advantage dice first, cause. Great baby. Oh! Oh! Awesome. <laughs> Wait now, but roll the advantage. He just <laughs> listeners, listeners, listeners. I love you. <laughs> you can roll. You can roll that second one oh to see God. if you crit again. Triple crit, pretty Ooh. much. I mean, that's the, the, not wait, okay, wait, right? Wait, wait. I no. <laughs> I, had, I, I had a thing I was thinking about last time. You, we were ta- we were talking about how we do the damage. Triple damage. It was triple damage. I kind of think that's too OP. Nah, man. Dude, okay. double no, crit? No, 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 no. Not in 400 chance that you would roll two crits okay. in an opportunity of having advantage. Fine, fine. I was, I was briefly thinking that it would be that it would be auto max damage rather than. Mm. Did you auto roll another crit? My throat can't take it. Auto max double damage. <laughs> no, no, yeah. yeah. I, I, the only reason I say it is because I rolled two twenties yeah, in a no. row. That's in a actually row. pretty good. Auto max double damage. You rolled two crits. Right. Yeah. I, I think Instead it's. I think it's damage. a little bit more. It, it, it's. It's just. Yeah. As you know what? Cool. No, I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. All right. So. So. Well, auto auto max double damage is. is you it's know what all- you're getting. A triple damage <laughs> could be bad, potentially. Yeah. Right. So right. I, right. I, so I think. I think. Or it could to be me, triple beyond damage, epic. To me, triple damage actually wasn't good enough for if you rolled, if you're rolling with advantage and you roll two crits, rolling triple damage to me isn't cool enough. There's a one in 400 chance that that would happen. Right. You know what I mean? So rolling <laughs> max double damage, that to me is cool enough. So if I, as I decree it to be so from here on out, if you roll with advantage and you double crit, you roll max double damage. To be clear, listeners, this did not happen just now. He rolled one crit on a he skill. He rolled one. So he rolled one crit on a skill to know if Brimley was magically enhancing him or not. This is second crit was on the attack roll, but he gets to roll another die now. If he rolls a crit, our microphones will explode because we are screaming into them too much. Yeah. And Aegisar will die. Just kidding. <laughs> That'd be crazy. No. You'll find you out. He wouldn't die. Office. He would submit. Okay. Well, okay, guys. Here goes this. Uh, I want this to happen so bad. 
Oh, it's only guys. It's just a lame three, <laughs> but I got a crit. You, you hit again. It has been your turn for way too long. Okay, sorry. Let's. This is like a Brian turn right here. It's like a Brian turn. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, for the record, hashtag Brian turn. Okay. <laughs> hashtag McGrathin it. Oh wait, so I roll max damage. All these damage no. dice oh, twice. No, 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 no. Yeah, you roll. All these damage dice Why twice. Why do Divine Because I divine smited first level. Again? Yeah. How many do you get? I get to expend spell slots spell. for him. Wait, wait. Okay, wait. I I just looked it up and it didn't necessarily say it it's costs not an action. action. It's not. It doesn't say action. Yeah, you can just expend spell slots on a head. So you can do that. That's fine. Okay, cool. So you are going to roll double maul damage, double divine smite damage, plus... Strength plus plus two for magical maul and no proficiency. No proficiency. No, no proficiency. Damage. It's just the normal. Yeah. The modifier goes at the end. I feel like I ask that every session. You do, and it's okay. I still love you. Six. Oh wow. Uh, six. Twelve. You're not gonna kill my uh, my demi. Twenty. Okay, that's oh, twenty. Man. Right. That's twenty on that first roll. Twenty points. Twenty points of damage on that first roll. Roll that one. And, I mean, it's, it's better. Yeah. It's better. <laughs> Seven. Oh man, it's twenty-two. All right, Garth is left up as striker. Twenty-two, and then twenty-three. Tw- twenty-two plus 23. my oh, twenty-three plus the twenty points of damage from the first roll. So it's forty-three. Oh man, forty-three. I'm about that. Total. Forty-three. No, 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 no. Forty-three plus. Seven. 50? 50 points of damage. Nice. Very nice. So, like, so the, very, very the equivalent nice. of 50 of doing damage would be like looking at a tree, blinking, and then it somehow fell down. Yeah, pretty. I mean, pretty much. That's how much damage. Yeah. Yeah. 50 damage would be enough to knock down a tree. Grass so, what is it? I mean, you didn't, you're not like killing him or anything, but you hit him, you caught him in the gut. And you pull your hammer out, and then, so what does this third strike look like? Corinth you are doing damage. Down, and as it comes down, in a split second before it comes down, there's a light that emanates from the, the, the face of the hammer, where the hammer start, where not only, not just the, the, not the entire hammer, but the face of his maul starts to glow. And it happens in such an instance where I'm assuming a being as powerful as Aegisar. Mm-hmm. Sees, sees it in in a heightened sense faster sure. than everyone else, and then it kind of flows through the rest of the hammer, mm-hmm. and then it kind of creates a like a wave around the hammer. And I, I would assume the the damage of the divine smite hits slightly before the rest of the hammer does. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, you hit him good and proper. It's Brimley's turn. Okay. You are Sploosh. Brimley and then Windar, and that will be the end of the second, second round. round. Okay. Wow. So Brimley is going to move forward enough that he can have a clear sight line at HSR. He's got his orb. It's going to start crackling. His, his white orb is going to start crackling with like blue electricity. He's going to Kamehameha it right at HSR's face. He just wants to be in on the thing. 
So he's gonna do two things here. Mm-hmm. He's gonna use his divine portent and think back to like a moment so where he um like he saw this before and clear like foresight of him hitting Ajisar with this mm-hmm. electric bolt. Oh, so he's got this glimpse. Yeah. Of him hitting. Right. So cool. he did, like he saw like the tail end of everything that just happened. Like he just saw, like bent over and and not doing so hot. Um, he's going to combine that with his destructive wrath to do max damage on lightning attacks. So it's going to be a 26 to hit, and that would be 40 damage. 40 lightning damage. It's going to be 26 to hit? 26 to hit. 26 to hit? 26 to hit. Are you serious? That doesn't hit. How? It's 27? I can't hit him unless I roll a crit. It hit on... It's not entirely true, but I'm not going to tell you how you can hurt me. That's not entirely true. You're a wizard. You have other things. He's a demigod. I mean, he's not, you know, again, he's not a demigod, but he's, 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 he's pretty. So what does this look like? This Kamehameha of just lightning death. Oh, so this is probably the first time that you would notice that as he just like, as he just steps out of the way and his, the large, solid white hexagon kind of like deflects this giant blast of lightning and it goes past him towards the crowd. The whole crowd like recoils as if this thing's going to hit them. But as it hits, like, like, like in the same way that there's like the big glass things and the, uh, the big glass, um, panes, not glass, but the, the, you know, the, the, the panes at a, at a hockey rink yeah. to stop the punk, the, the puck, the, oh my gosh. Um, in the same way that there's those guards to protect you at a hockey game, the lightning like hits the air and then it like ripples and then it just kind of like dissipates. Oh crap! I knew I forgot something. What happened? Oh, Roman was supposed to drink absinthe at the beginning of the battle. Ah, uh, oh, no. should have done it. And your portents aren't useless. You can use them. Can you use them on other people? Yeah. So yeah. Like you could, he rolled. You, he rolled high portents this time, though. I know, but given Karth a seventeen, he gets like a twenty-nine. That's true. It's true. That's true. I'm just mad. I know. It's unfortunate. That was Brimbley. It is now Windar's turn. I understand the frustration there, by the way. I'm doing it on purpose. Uh-huh. It's Windar's turn. Okay. Uh, so Windar saw everything that just happened, and in a frenzy, he he has his he has his, his sword and shield out, and he puts them back just you know like there's a weird slap and sheaths his sword on his back okay and turns around in a frenzy and it starts like clambering on all fours like he's sprinting but he's like running so fast like falls forward and he falls oh that's cool that's cool and on his hands and feet just like just how freaked out would you be if you saw a six foot yeah, lizard yeah, like yeah, sprinting yeah, yeah. at you and that just imagine lizard and occasionally using his four limbs to yeah. like run Craig, I don't know so what you're about to do but I'm going to give you a green inspiration you. Craig, I can stare down a hellhound okay without flinching without flinching <laughs> but in this case because Lorthamon knows window he's probably like I still don't care and it's either that's pretty cool no. <laughs> I was going to say like I don't want to be there but it's Lorthamon yeah. so anyway uh, Windar is going to run 60 feet towards uh, Aegisaur, but let me get this run pattern down because it's important. Windar uh, sprinted towards Aegisaur, and you know, like when you run really fast, like you kind of just like 
he kind of tripped, but like instead of falling on his face, he just clambered on all fours. And he's like running as fast as he can towards Asia Sword. And he's on a pretty clear path. And he decides to use his lightning breath. And he just, as he stops, like he gets to his, his last area of space where he can move. Uh-huh. And he perches, like he stops and slams his hands on the, on the, on the ground and kind of, it looks like a wolf howling, I guess, that kind of gesture. But instead of him howling, it's him like just bring himself forward and screaming a huge amount of um, lightning at, at Aegisaur. He's like, and it just blasts out from his face. Fantastic. Aegisaur has to roll a uh, con saving throw. 15. Oh, and also Windar screams um, using cutting words. He's like, and he doesn't care that deer is in the crowd and she can hear all of his weirdness. Minus five to his save. Interesting. It is a what type of save again? Con. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> he got an 18. Okay. So it's 3d6, but half damage anyway. All right. I just wanted to hurt him. You, you, you're going to hurt him. Ooh. Eight, six is 14, so seven damage. Seven Se- damage. Seven lightning damage. Oh, I got to mark down that I used a birdic inspiration. And All right. Yep. It is Lorthamar's turn, starting round three. Ooh. Well, I guess the only thing I can really do, considering he is all the way at the other side of the arena, is sprint towards him. So I will do like a straight up 180 instead of like running around in circles like a dummy. Uh, I always do a 180 and I will sprint using dash action uh, as basically as hard as I can to get there. Okay. So that's uh, double my move speed, which is six spaces, 12 spaces I have. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm prone. That's that's 10 right there. I'm going to get to like his like uh, to the right of Korath. Yeah. Okay. Hey, buddy. Oh, wait. And I can use a bonus action to swing with my offhand. Only if you use the attack action. It's lame. <sighs> Sorry. Don't you, have, don't you surge sometimes? Like, uh, it's kind of a thing. I already did that. Oh. It's Bonzi's turn. Mm. Sorry. It's okay. Heckle, 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 heckle. Heckle, 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 heckle. <laughs> We're flanking now. It is his turn. In a puff of white smoke. Dang it. Agasar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, he. Uh, I don't know. We were you were rounding time kind of weird. I say we get three and a half rounds. <laughs> three and a third rounds. Two. It's only two. That would be Lord Thamar. So Berlin. when Berlin, Lord Thamar started, twelve seconds would have gone by. When you think about it, that'd be like a super boring battle in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're like, well, Aegis was going to fight some people. And then it's like over in 12 seconds. You know? Oh, yeah. Or over, you know, that's just like. But that's 12 seconds of you watching Aegis, Aegis are fight. I guess so. I like to think that maybe like the magic of this arena 
like messes with your perception of what you're seeing inside. And maybe you can like slow things down a hair. So that like, you remember, you remember like Dragon Ball Z when they'd be like fighting super fast and you'd be like, I can't even see them. Like that wouldn't be fun then. You know what I mean? Like why would people come watch that? So I like to think that like, maybe like the magic around it, like your perception of it is kind of like, like you're, you're able to like keep up with it as if it's like, you know, you can see every move right. kind of play by play kind of thing. Well, cool. here's my opinion. You said you were saying things like level 20 with boons going to be crazy, crazy. The people that like aspire to be mm-hmm. in, in, in the presence, not even be right in the Just presence, be like in their squads. These people never see them fight. You don't know that. Maybe not. Yeah. You don't know that. Okay, fine. Fine. They, when they see them fight, it is their jam. Oh yeah. It is their jam. I just, uh, I view it like a Pokemon battle, honestly. Like, you're good at that. If you, thank you. If you, you know, if you ever watch the show, it's like the battles are like back and forth, but they really only last like 20 to 30 seconds, you know? I'll sleep on the couch for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like in all reality. Yeah. No, I- so. I don't know. It seems epic. Like the visuals are there. Everything's kind of going on really fast paced, mm-hmm. but in the end it only lasts like, I imagine like their memories make this kind of moment last a lot longer than it might have. And we'll get back to that moment right now. Aegisar picks up his head. He's been hurt. He looks at you and he's got a grin on his face. And he, he actually like, like very like, oh, like very like super villainy, like that slow laugh, you know, where you've like hurt the villain, but then he goes like, ha, (laughs) and he just begins to chuckle. And at this point, like anybody who would be looking around would see that everybody in the audience is on their feet at this point. Like, like, like in like, what? And Aegisar says, I'm a man of my word. I need to buy myself some more time. And he vanishes and he reappears some 30 feet away. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jeremy. This is the battle of frustration. Sorry, Jeremy. I'd imagine you do that. My, you know what? As I actually a man thought, of your word. I actually thought, like, you know what? Let me just wait here. <laughs> like, I thought about it. I was like, you know, let me just wait in the middle of the arena. He'll come. And then it's like... <laughs> this is what happens. When he reappears, again, he's still, like... He's, he's almost, like, looking down. Like, he's, like, in thought. Like, he's, like, he's like going through each of his options in his mind. Dusting off the cobwebs, because he doesn't usually have to think this much. And he's just kind of like, you see him like, kind of like rock his head back and forth. Like he's tossing two ideas around and he just like puts his hands together. And basically what happens is he begins to flash in and out of reality Sure, where, you know, he's almost like a strobe light where one second he's there, one second he's not, one second he's there, one second he's not. And that is that. That's what he does with his action. 
You hear some audible gasps from the crowd. They <gasps> just don't know. Things like that. Strobe light move. No. <laughs> that means he's desperate. <laughs> no, he is not he's desperate. He's backed into a corner. Oh, no. It is uh, Korath's turn. After swinging forward and within, I mean, all of that happened in six seconds. Mm-hmm. All of that. So as Korath strikes, Brimley strikes, Lorthmar came up to his side. Windar breathed. I breathed. He breathed. And his breathes are the best breathes. <laughs> <laughs> so Korath then moves, winking at, at Brimley again. As he winks, this looks awfully familiar to Brimley. And he remembers this moment from earlier in his head. Mm-hmm. And he's going to use the second portent, which was a 17. as your attack roll. Brimley also remembers that in the background, he heard Windar kind of singing a little ditty, which inspired Korath. That's unnecessary at this point. Uh, yeah, Either way, it's, it's insurance. Do, no. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. No, let him know. do it. Let him do it. Let yeah. him do it. Let him do it. He's doing weird, he's doing weird flashy stuff. So, you, you just, okay. You hear like a lizard howl and you're like, whoa. Howl. And it's know. like really nice and tuned. And that's it. Okay. That was nice and tuned. So, Korath is going to hold that in his chest, but he doesn't use that Word. inspiration. And then he rolls to strike. Oh, wait, it's a 17. <laughs> okay. 17 plus my attack roll. So that is a 28 to hit. That will hit. That will hit. Woo! Okay. This is going to hit. So that one is gonna, going to be a Divine Smite level one spell. So 2d8 on top of that. Reroll that two. Oh. It's a one. <laughs> Reroll that other two. That is another two. <laughs> okay, so that is that's sixteen points of damage. The heat makes this really hard. Mm-hmm. It's really it's like extra hard to focus. Okay, hard. and then attack number two with inspiration. A hey. bardic inspiration. Bardic bardic inspiration. Special kind it is special. Not good enough. (laughs) Not good enough. Okay. That was a strike number two. Strike number three because of haste. Not good enough. Not good enough. Okay. It's Brimley's turn. All right. Brimley's going to run forward, slide on his knees behind Korath, scream out, This is so frustrating! Shove the ball, his orb, between Korath's legs and let out a lightning bolt. Korath takes an action. And a... And a reaction t- takes a reaction and grabs the wrist as it falls between his legs <laughs> and throws him diagonal 10 feet. I don't think you could do that if I'm coming in between. It's like he'd have to pull me through his legs to be able to throw me. Anywhere. I'm, t- I'm letting that up to you DM. Reach so you see a, the, the orb in the wrist and the, and the hand. <laughs> He's out. not letting this happen. I will, I will let you grab the wrists and just like pull him through. Through your legs and throw him diagonal one diagonal, space. Diagonal, yeah. Okay. 
I think he should take a dex. I think he should take a dex check to be able to still attack. <laughs> Why are you trying to hurt your own party member? Because I want him to learn. Don't do that. <laughs> Damn. Roll a dex saving throw to stay on your feet. Korath is strong enough to do that just on his own with a reaction. This isn't a pity one. This, this time. is funny. Okay, fine. Roll a dex saving throw. This is when you should have saved your portents. Yeah, I thought I'd be nice. <laughs> no. Guess he's getting haste from now on. Lorthamar, that's okay. 18. <laughs> Stays on his feet. All right. Is able good. to attack. Cast lightning bolt. Please okay. Don't do that when you don't need roll to. Roll a dex saving <laughs> throw. I don't want to. I don't want you I to. I want to see what happens. <laughs> I don't. He doesn't. <laughs> do it. Like, Korath Korath would like to have children one day. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it would be awesome. Maybe they have magical properties. But. <laughs> Whoa! First he's going for Windar's girl, now he's going for he's Brimley's girl. He's not going girl. for Windar's girl. Yeah, he just okay. has a really easy sense okay. of humor. <laughs> Alright, so. Yeah. I'm rolling a dex saving Windar's throw. Korath's best friend. That was pretty good. <laughs> that one was pretty bad, but that one was pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably gonna. He's probably gonna, gonna beat it. Okay, yeah. so here's here's the thing. Um, so I said destructive wrath before. We realized that destructive wrath is only when you roll damage. I didn't actually get to that point before, so I still have destructive wrath. Okay. So here's the other thing. All right. On a fail save, I still do half damage. Okay. You want to do max but half damage? Not max half damage. It doesn't say half damage. Half it max says, damage. Instead of rolling, I can do maximum damage when I do lightning or thunder damage. No. It's you, like you can do maximum max damage, damage up to the total amount of damage that you could possibly do, which at the moment is half damage. I appreciate All right, I'll take it. your thought. I actually think of it the opposite way, because like okay, so he's doing it not I think you're right in the call, but he like he is doing it. He's he's casting this at the maximum amount of damage, but because you saved, you're still taking half of the damage. Right. So you're still, yeah, so gotcha. that, that way that is true sense. still too. Okay. Right, you, cool. you're still doing max damage on this, but I saved, so I'm only taking okay, half cool. of that max damage. So you're taking 4d6 is 24? Is that right? Is that math? 4d6 is 24. So you're doing 12 damage. No, that's how much damage he's taking. Oh, so you so do 8d6. I do 8d6. 4d6 is 24, got 24 it. damage. 24 lightning damage. And Korath says to Brimley, Stop trying that! <laughs> if you no. don't need to! The lightning bolt juts towards Aegisar, passes through his shield, and he begins to dodge out of the way. But the lightning bolt still catches him, and it goes through his body. And when the lightning fades, you see a literal hole through Aegisar right where his heart is. Leave it to Brimley to do this! And he drops to his knees with this lifeless expression on his face. From the ground, moving upward, you see the color in Aegisar begin to fade. What's left behind as the color fades, starting from like his knees moving up, what you see is really a statue of ice 
And the statue of ice begins to crack out from the hole that you've made in Aegisar's chest and shatters. From the side of the arena, the person robed in white named Bruder steps onto the arena, lowers his hood, lowers the scarf, and reveals himself to be... Aegisar Rorak. Hot damn. <laughs> that was cool. And he has this surprised look on his face. Everyone in the arena is silent. Their mouths are ajar. Aegisar puts his hands up and begins to clap. The arena bursts into applause and magnified, his voice says, the goblin splooshers. (laughs) (laughs) And the arena loses their minds. Can I shoot a lightning breath in celebration? Yes, you can. (laughs) Sweet. You lightning breath into the air in celebration. And... Do would any of you look up to um, you, Akira? I probably would. I look for Dira. His his face like his. So he was he's adopted this personality of like very serious, but at this point, like his shoulders are just dropped, his hands are at his side, and even his mouth is open. And like you can see the lab technicians behind him, just like running the past (laughs) him, running around, and people are just like losing their cool. And Aegisar just kind of like gestures to the side of the arena to kind of just like usher you away. Did, was Dira up in the uh, in the booth? Can I find Dira? So if you look in the other booth, which is where like members of the twelve would sit during these things, um, you see Isabella Stormhammer is not there, but Dira is there, standing like close to the edge. And she is is watching with, uh, you know, intent. So Brimley is going to pick up one of the pieces of ice and put it in front of his orb and use like a small thunder wave to like shoot it into the crowd. T-shirt cannon style. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Korath takes a piece of the ice. Mm -hmm. And puts it into a vial. Okay. 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 And then he bows and leaves. Windar chews on a piece of ice. <laughs> That's bad while, for your teeth, Windar. Puts while, it in his Brimley Cola. While they're all looking at the ice and stuff, I go over towards Aegisar and I just, just kind of give him like a little nod. He, he nods curtly in response. I walk. Cool. So he gestures you kind of like up towards where you, the, 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 um, the lab area is. And you, Akira, kind of catches you on the stairs and he just like puts up two hands. And he just says, nope. <laughs> nope. Come back later. We need to do some math. <laughs> come back later. Now, this isn't like Pokemon where you can just like walk out of the building and then come right. back and, you know, it's, it's, you, you gotta come back later. Yeah, come back and, later. He, and he closes the door and you hear... As he locks every lock he can lock. 
He is sealing himself inside of his temple <laughs> to crunch the numbers. So he gestures you out of the arena. People are applauding. And he leads you kind of back upstairs to the lobby. I could use a drink. Ah, I was... We were planning on... I was planning on having us eat in the, the Great Hall, but this, this will be easier. And he leads you up the set of stairs and you go up lots of stairs. So the, the, the gist of the layout that you get from this tower is that the first floor is like the food area, the lobby, the basement is, you know, like the, the treasury vaults kind of thing, the arena, things like that. Moving upward though, you get the, the feeling that not acolytes, but like members of we're going to hang out in Asia's room. Maybe we're going to listen to music and see his <laughs> posters and everything. Um, members of He's like a huge like Radiohead fan. people from like the squads, they like their barracks would be on the second floor. But then from there up is the apartments for the 12 hands of the monarchy, two apartments per floor. So there's like really eight, I guess, floors. I think I said six before. There's like, I guess, eight floors um, in total. And so Aegisar takes you up a ton of stairs. Holy crap. Aegisar's apartment, apartment is on the second highest floor. It's got a bomb-ass view. Yeah, it does. So as they're walking up and like they Brimley realizes how high they're going, he's going to turn to Aegisar and say, Are you... Are you like the oldest member of the twelve, or who? Who's that? Not even close, Brimley. Who's the oldest? That would be our leader, Novan Tassaro. He would be the oldest. Do I get chills down my spine when he says the name? Yeah, it's that kind of name. Oh, 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 cool. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and so you right. arrive at this floor during the walk up. Uh huh. And Korath asked Adrasar, "If you're not the oldest, and he is not the oldest, who? Where is Oboth in the line?" To be frank, I would rather not discuss. My brothers and sisters of the Twelve and their personal stories and histories. That's fine. If you wish to know these things, I recommend asking Oboth. No, I wouldn't recommend anyone asking Oboth <laughs> anything. I agree. I recommend your local library. They may have a text or two detailing the more shallow points of our history. Thank you, HSR. You're welcome. And he reaches this floor, and there is two doors. They look identical. He takes you to the one. He puts his hand on the door. Left or right? His right hand. Does. Oh, it's the right door. Okay. From from when you 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 step out onto the landing, it's the door on the right. He puts his hand out, his right hand out, onto the door. And then 
he grabs the handle. There's no knobs. You know, there's no doorknobs in the world. Magic. Um, But he, and he pulls the door open and he ushers you inside. Thank you for listening to This Is Gonna Hurt. While you're waiting for the next episode, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where our usernames are Gonna Hurt D&D, or check us out on our website, thisisgonnahurtdnd.com. Feel free to email us any comments or questions at thisisgonnahurtinfo at gmail.com.